the college baseball experience on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Edge Boost. Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest. So go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to get started today. All right, already. Welcome back to a brand new episode of the College Baseball Experience. Good morning, college baseball fans. It is 6.33 a.m. Notice how it just keeps getting later and later and later for every day of games that we have. It's because DraftKings didn't put out the odds until 2 o'clock this morning. So I've been handicapping it for about the last three hours. We have 15 games, I think, that I scheduled to talk about here. Um, there are a couple of conference tournaments that have only two games because the double eliminations um, and there's two teams sitting outside of the pool in the winner's bracket. They get the day off. So I decided to include uh, some Sunbelt games and Conference USA. So, uh, yeah, that, that'll do it. Uh, to recap from yesterday's uh, podcast, first losing pod of the postseason, we went one and three on the episode for a negative 2.33 units then on my so i'll go through it actually south carolina they lost five nothing to texas a&m texas a&m for the second day the second time in three days they one hit somebody which is just nuts because that pitching staff wasn't anything too special during the regular season now they've hit an on switch that a second gear that wasn't there in the regular season. Our only win on the pod for my locks were where was North Carolina at plus one fifteen. Uh I mean, they've won seven straight ACC tournament games. So I mean this program just knows how to win come postseason time. Then the heartbreaker of the night, the last game uh, second to last game of the night. Stanford took the crown of being a heartbreaker and also the last game of the night. Uh, Oklahoma, they were up the whole game in cruise control the whole game. It was like nine to five throughout the whole second half. And then they blew it late. <laughs> Texas Tech walks it off in the bottom of the ninth inning. So yeah, the Sooners lost. So that was plus 110. That was down the drain. That would have actually made it in uh, a pretty good day overall. Uh, to have two plus money plays come through, and then the parlay loses because Texas just went two and barbecue in the Big Twelve tournament. The full card, I added two total. No, I added one. No, I added two ACC tournament totals. Those both lost. The North Carolina over finished at twelve because North Carolina scored ten runs and we didn't get any help. The total was twelve and a half. UNC won ten two. And then the other game uh, that I added was Florida Moneyline. So Florida comes through for us. Um, the other total was NC State in Miami. And Miami has the bases loaded with nobody out, and they strike out three times. The only run that they scored with those bases loaded was on a weird pass ball that actually kicked forward instead of backwards. So, yeah, man, it was just an off day uh, all around. The full card went 2-5 and five for a negative 3 and uh 0.65 units lost on the picks page throughout the week i am 88 and 71 so you can view the college baseball picks page for free at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash 
college baseball picks. I believe it's what it's called. But if you go to the main menu on the website, click the MLB tab, and then the drop down has the college baseball picks uh, link, and it'll send you there. Or the cool part is if you type in college baseball picks on Google, we're one of the first links that pop up. So it's really easy. Shout out to Mafia Will Reunite. He's in the chat here at 6.34 a.m. Love you. Thanks for tuning in for the College Baseball Picks episode. And, yeah, I think that's everything that I wanted to hit on early on in the pod. So let me tell you once again about our sponsor, Edge Boost. Uh, Have you signed up for it yet? Because if not, you're missing out. Edge Boost is the world's first bet now, pay later Visa card. Similar to buy now, pay later uh, programs, Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest and pay back the advance over four equal weekly statements. That's right, 0% interest. Simply deposit funds into your account and Edge Boost will match the deposit so you can use double the funds on any legal sports betting site. Edge currently offers up to $2,500 in advances. So that's up to $2,500 that you can add to your bankroll. Um, at the end of the car, at the end of the podcast, uh, all my locks choose one as uh, a play for double down uh, boost on edge boost and good luck. Uh, go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to sign up today. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge. You must be 21 years or older to use this only valid in legal gambling sites. Uh, and if you have a problem gambling, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Yo, yo, good morning. Lane Elliott in the chat, also watching live on YouTube. Uh, let's jump right into the, some of these games here. I actually have quite a few plays, and this is a day that I was waiting for. I love college baseball postseason because it's really where you separate the know-its and the know-it-nots, and that's because we have no freaking clue who's pitching in half of these games. Then you go through it, you handicap it, who's on full rest, who's on five days, four days rest, who pitched earlier in the week, but they also have the ability to start some games. And, hey, it's going to be their turn in the rotation here. So I found a couple of spots that are actually kind of mispriced here, and we're going to run through them. So we're going to start it off with an 11 o'clock, 11 a.m. ACC tournament game. This is the first game uh, that was put out with betting odds. I think there's... Uh, ASEN tournament game that was posted like two hours after most of the opening lines came out. But Boston College is plus 155 on the money line against Clemson minus 190. Both of these teams won their first game of pool play against Virginia Tech. Uh, So the winner of this game advances to the semifinals. On paper, I think this is the best game that we're going to see between two similar teams all day. Uh, We have confirmed pitchers for this matchup uh, as Boston College will start Chris Flynn. Flynn has pitched like BC's ace all year long. The grad seniors 4-1 with a 425 ERA, 54 strikeouts, 23 walks, and 46.2 innings pitched. On April 29th, Flynn allowed four runs in five innings with four strikeouts, five walks to Clemson. Austin Gordon will get the nod for Clemson, and he is one in four on the year with a 476 ERA, 67 strikeouts, 18 walks, in 14 starts, 73.2 innings pitched. Gordon started for the Tigers on April 28th, and he pitched eight, uh, 
sorry, he pitched on April 28th. He pitched 6.2 innings, only allowed three runs on three hits with six strikeouts and two walks. Gordon's been in good form recently with a 398 ERA over his last four starts. BC is 11 and three when Chris Flynn starts. I know Eric Backich's Tigers are red hot right now. They've won 13 games in a row. What was their loss, though? It was when Austin Gordon started against the Eagles. So give me BC Birdball at plus 155. That's valid to bet. Um, and then the second game on our day, our, on our slate, starts at 3 p.m. in the Conference USA Conference Tournament. Louisiana Tech, minus 105 against Charlotte, minus 125. I don't have a confirmed pitching matchup for this game, but I do project that Alex Sparks will start for the Bulldogs. He threw 35 pitches last Saturday, so on full days, uh, full, so on five days rest, he'll be good to go. I think uh, Sparks has made five starts this season, and he's one in three with a 6.99 ERA, 39 strikeouts, 23 walks in 46.1 innings. The junior has a 12.23 ERA in his last four appearances, but he's the best option that Louisiana Tech has left with some starting experience on the staff. So it's either him or a reliever that hasn't really pitched much this season. For Charlotte, I project that Colin Kramer will start. Kramer has been their normal third starter all season long, um, and the fighting clits have Turn to him in the rotation, I think, uh, being that this is their third game in the uh, Conference USA tournament. Kramer's 5-4 and four with a 5-17 ERA, 57 strikeouts, 29 walks in 54 innings, and 11 starts this season. Charlotte has won each of uh, Kramer's last four starts, and the 49ers at minus 125 is a really good look uh, as Louisiana Tech's kind of just ran out of pitching here. Um then at 4 o'clock in the Big 12 tournament, we have the Kansas Jayhawks at plus 145 against Kansas State at minus 180. It's a Sunflower State showdown in Arlington. No confirmed pitching matchup here, but I project that Kansas will start Sam Ireland, who last started on May 13th, but I didn't find any information about a possible injury. So I think Ireland gets the ball, and he's 4-6 and six on the year with a 664 ERA, 39 strikeouts, 24 walks in 62.1 innings on april 15th ireland threw 5.2 against k-state giving up five runs on eight hits two homers i think that the cats will start herman fallardo today he didn't start on five days rest yesterday so now that he's on full rest uh i didn't find any information here so i think he gets the ball here uh, the junior right-hander is 3-4 and four with a 614 ERA this year, 59 strikeouts, 29 walks in 46 innings. On April 15th, Fajardo and the Cats beat Kansas during Ireland's start, and Fajardo threw six innings of one-run ball. I think that K-State is a good parlay piece here because the Jayhawks, they're really only kind of feisty when Colin, Barmgar Colin Baumgartner is on the mound. We took them against Texas. They win that game because... He throws incredibly. They put up five or six runs. Texas didn't score any. Um, and then <laughs> Texas just laid down against Kansas State, too. But the pitching staff outside of Baumgartner for the Jayhawks is just kind of shaky overall. I trust that Kansas State, Kansas State is going to win this game. That's a great parlay piece there. Um, 
Then in the ACC tournament, Duke is minus 115 on the money line against Miami, Florida, who's also minus 115. This one's a straight up coin toss, and it's a weird one to handicap because Duke's game write up lists my uh, Miami with a to be announced pitcher, and Duke is starting Alex Gao. Uh, Gao has started many of the Blue Devils' recent game ones after a few injuries to the starting rotation, and basically, uh, this this staff has turned kind of into the Tampa Bay Rays of college baseball. They are always making adjustments and they never really let any of their guys go too long into the games. They never really let them see uh, the lineup three times through Um, on the season. Gao is three and three with 486 ERA, 53 strikeouts, 24 walks in 50 innings. Gao has a 643 ERA in his last five appearances, which is not good. So, that would be an easy fade. This is, however, like after all, an ACC tournament punt play. However, Miami already has a spot clinched in the semis. They may throw off here because of that TBA label. Plus, against NC State's bullpen, Miami's offense didn't knock my socks off at all. They only scored three run. They scored three runs against Heifel. Um, and then they went silent throughout the rest of the game after like the second inning. Um, so ultimately, I'm I'm gonna pick Miami for the pod here, but I, I can't I can't get behind the offense right now in the lineup. It it just didn't impress me at all. And like I mentioned at the top of the pod, really frustrating that they had the bases loaded and nobody out, and they struck out three times. The only run that they scored was on a pass ball. Um, so I have no prediction of who. Miami's going to throw here uh, just because they could do anything they want. Uh, They're already in the semifinals. You could throw your third starter. You could throw your fourth starter. You could completely punt with a reliever that hasn't really thrown much this season. You just want to see him know if he's going to be a good depth guy for you in the NCAA tournament or know if he's going to be one of your future starters uh, for next season. Yeah, it's just a game that I want to stay away from because Duke – they might already be packing up, going to wherever regional they're heading to for the NCAA tournament. Uh, Miami kind of competing for a host spot uh, in the NCAA tournament. Don't really know uh, who's going to want this game more. <laughs> really, it comes down to that. Uh, then at 4 o'clock p.m. in the SEC tournament, we have Texas A&M at plus 155 against LSU minus 190. No confirmed pitchers for this game, but I project that the Aggies could start Will Johnston here as he started last Saturday's game and he would be on five days rest. Johnston is three and three with a 526 ERA, 61 strikeouts, 28 walks in 39.1 innings and four starts this season. On March 19th, Johnston threw three innings of one hit ball against LSU. And I think LSU is going to probably pitch Ty Floyd here. He's going to be on full rest. The junior right-hander is 7-0 on the season with a 459 ERA, 76 strikeouts, 28 walks in 66.2 innings. Floyd uh, pitched on March 18th against Texas A&M, and he gave up five runs. Only three of them were earned, but it was in 3.1 innings. So he got chased pretty early. By now... I hope we all know how to handicap LSU. I've been preaching it on the pod for the last two months. With Skeens or Floyd starting, you kind of just pass and then maybe bet it live when they get pulled and it goes into the bullpen here. Um, But against Arkansas, they used Riley Cooper for like three innings and then they really used more of their 
dependable relievers to try to stay in that game against Arkansas and win that one. It was crucial. They wanted the day off uh, to go into the semis, but now here against Texas A&M in an elimination game on Friday isn't really the spot that they wanted to be in. And I think plus 155 is viable to bet before first pitch. Uh, A&M's pitching is rolling right now. Johnston already pitched well against LSU once this season. Why can't he do it again? At plus 155, that's one of the better prices we've seen against LSU over the last two weeks when we've learned that LSU really doesn't have any pitching depth after Skeens and Floyd. How far into the game is Floyd going to go? They pulled Skeens after 3.1 innings. So, yeah, I kind of like the Aggies here at plus 155. Um, let's do one more ad read before we jump back into the games. I'm going to tell you about Shady Rays because SGPN is teaming up with them for Shady May. Not only do you get an amazing 50% off, but you also have a chance to win $500. Shady Rays has you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium uh, premium polarized uh, shades, customizable snow goggles, and much more. Shady Rays has durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us that they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. If you don't love them, exchange them for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There is no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Their team always has your back. And for our international listeners, Shady Rays has you covered as well with shipping to Canada, Australia, New Zealand, and the United Kingdom. So go to ShadyRays.com and use promo code SGPN for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. And remember, May is almost over, so make sure you head over to SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Shady to send your, send your receipt in for your chance to win the $500 Shady May contest. Moneyline Ed in the chat, uh, 6.47 a.m. Good morning, Noah and friends. Who else bet Oklahoma? Oh, man. Salt in the wound. Salt in the wound. Did you did you watch the end of that game and then get up at 6.45 in the morning? Because if you did, props to you. Um, if you have a normal day job, that must have been uh, just an absolute gut wrencher. Because I know it was for me, and I'm still up since. <laughs> uh, and then I'll go to bed for about seven hours here and wake up before the game's at three. <laughs> um, another four o'clock start here in the Sun Belt Conference Tournament. App State plus 115 against Troy minus 165. No confirmed matchup here, but I project that Bradley Wilson will start for App State. Wilson started last Saturday for the Mountaineers, so he would be on five days rest with a two and three record and 13 starts, a 10.08 ERA, 45 strikeouts, 40 walks in 50 innings. And if you, uh, if you, like shave this line down. I know it was bad. He has 40 walks in 50 innings and a 10 08 ERA. If you shave it down to his last three starts, it really doesn't even get better. It's actually much worse. He has an 1850 ERA in his last three starts. And his last start was against Troy, where he gave up seven runs in three innings. I project that Brady Fuller will start for the Trojans here. He is four and four with a 618 ERA, 70 strikeouts, 25 walks in 59.2 innings. This season, uh, Fuller gave up four earned five runs in two innings against App State last Saturday, and he's next up in the rotation for Troy. You have to love the over here, but I don't like either side. Uh, so give me Troy at minus 165. 
money line ad goes i work thirds at honda and i kept checking the score i almost messed some parts up oh man it was rough uh just completely all around because oklahoma we'll get to that because of course they're playing today in an elimination game they pulled out every stop to try to win that game they even brought in the guy that i think was supposed to start today's game in braxton dothit but it's just a tough situation all around for boomer sooner four o'clock p.m in omaha nebraska for the big 10 tournament my michigan wolverines are plus 125 on the money line against indiana minus 155 this pitching matchup is not confirmed either and even though the wolverines are my team i have absolutely no clue on how this pitching staff is being ran <laughs> um because you we started our ace on four days rest or uh earlier this tournament and then our second best starters injured. The next two guys uh, with the most starts this season pitched earlier this tournament on Wednesday against Illinois. Uh, my guess is that we start Kurt Barr, who last started nine days ago in our midweek game against Xavier. On the year, he's 1-1 one one in six starts, 17 strikeouts, 19 walks in 22.2 innings. Barr has a 325 ERA in his past four or in his last four appearances he's one in one or shit i just read the wrong line bar on the year is one uh no bar has a 325 era and has passed four appearances only 8.1 innings total but it's not that bad the 325 era in his last 8.1 innings there we go i don't know why i i i fucked up something in my notes here but uh I think that Indiana is going to start Ty Bothwell on five days rest after starting last Saturday. Bothwell is four and one with a 6.86 ERA, 17 strikeouts, 19 walks, and 21 innings. The senior Southpaw has a 4.37 ERA in his last three appearances. I have no idea what's going on here. Both pitchers haven't had too much mound experience this season. Both of them not that great. Um, but recently been okay in a small sample size. So the Wolverines, they have the third worst scoring offense in the Big Ten. Indiana has the third best scoring offense in the Big Ten against just an absolute shit show on both sides of the pitching mound, uh, both sides of the dugout here with no idea what either pitching staff is going to do. I have to side with the better offense. However, go blue. We're taking the whole tournament down. <laughs> this is what this is what happened last year. I could not make any sense of what we did to win it all. Win it all. I think we lost the first game in the tournament last year, uh, throwing O'Halloran, and then we came all the way back through the losers bracket to the championship game, and then we started O'Halloran on like three days rest, and he threw an absolute gem, and we won the tournament. I don't. I don't know what's going to happen here. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it, logically, Indiana has the pick. They have the much better offense in a game that's probably going to have a ton of pitching changes. <sighs> but go blue. <laughs> uh, at 5.30 p.m. in the Pac-12 tournament, Oregon is minus 130 against Washington, who's plus 100. Now, if you listen to any of the conference tournament previews or read the article, my Huskies got the job done. They qualified for the Pac-12 semifinals. They beat uh, 
who did they beat yesterday? I, why did it slip my mind? They beat USC. Uh, Oregon went 2-0, beating Cal and Stanford in their pool. There's no confirmed matchup here, so I have to project the starters. Um, I'm getting ready to sneeze. I feel it coming on, but I'm going to try to hold it out. Uh, I think that Oregon's going to start Matthew uh, Grabman, who's going to be on five days rest after starting last Saturday. Gradman has an ERA of 550 in his last five starts with a one and three record on the year, 386 ERA, 33 strikeouts, 28 walks in 44.1 innings. And happy Lord's Day to those who celebrate because Kiefer Lord is on full rest for Oregon, and I think he starts on Friday. Lord is six and four on the year with a 499 ERA, 74 strikeouts, 14 walks in 70.1 innings pitched. Two weeks ago, Lord started against Oregon and he gave up five runs in five innings, which I guess is better than Grabman only giving up two runs in 2.2 innings. Uh, and a Husky win. Uh, so the, the Huskies won that game that Grabman started against Lord. UW actually swept Oregon in that series earlier this year. So give me the Huskies here at plus money. I think at plus 100 and a guy that came into the year as their ace, he's pitched a little bit worse than Jared Angman, who they trust a little bit more right now. But Lord is that guy in the locker room, in the clubhouse. Plus 100 on the Huskies here. They've been so Jekyll and Hyde lately. They burned me. Then I went against them, and they won. Hard to get a read on the team, but plus 100, they actually should be favored over the Ducks here, in my opinion, if this is the pitching matchup that we get, which that's why you have to project some of these, and that's why I do a buckshot spread. If you listen to Colby on the college football experience or the college basketball experience, the more bets, the better, because you trust your instinct that you have a good read on many of the games. Um and you'll come out on top at the end. I, I feel like I have done a little bit more research than some guys that rely on computers and numbers and uh, some of the books here as I, I think that I'm spending much more time than them in projecting some of these pitching matchups. Then at 6.30 p.m. in the Conference USA Tournament, Florida Atlantic is minus 145 against Western Kentucky, plus 115. No confirmed pitchers here. I project that FAU will start Jacob Josie, who last threw 50 pitches in relief eight days ago. Josie is 4-5 and five with a 5.17 ERA, 41 strikeouts, 16 walks in 62.2 innings. 12 starts this season. He faced the Hilltoppers earlier this year and allowed four runs in 5.2 innings. Then I project WKU to start Devin Turbrack, uh, who is six and four with a 403 ERA, 60 strikeouts, 16 walks in 73.2 innings, 14 starts. Dallas uh, Dallas Baptist blew up Turbrack in his last start Friday, but He's on full rest now, and prior to that start, Turbrack had a 250 ERA over a three-start span. This is a tight handicap. I lean towards the plus money with the Hilltoppers here at plus 115. Money line ed goes that Arkansas game, though. Lit. <laughs> it kind of didn't live up to the pitching duel expectation that we all hoped it to be, with Hagen Smith and Paul Skeens kind of being pulled early. Um, and then Arkansas's big rally inning was 
on a catcher's interference pretty much. So shout out to Cutter Tan. Uh, new to the YouTube live uh, chat, but he goes, long listener, longtime listener on Spotify, rarely get to make a live show. You think Texas still has a chance to host after an early exit in the tournament? It's going to be tough. I think that you're you're hoping that Oklahoma State doesn't win here today. I think at the end of the day, Big 12 is going to probably get one host. And if Oklahoma State doesn't win the Big 12 tournament, it's going to probably be the regular season uh, champ which there were co-champs, but Texas was the one seed. Um, and I think that the region helps because right now there just doesn't look like there's a, a host in Texas and the committee loves getting giving the Longhorns a host. So, Cutter, I think you guys might luck out with a host even though you have not one of the better RPIs in the country. So that's my opinion on that. I will have... My whole uh, top 16 uh, seed predictions on Sunday's show. Sunday's only going to have like three or four games. The committee's announcing the top 16 seeds on Sunday. So uh, Sunday morning for Sunday's picks. Uh, I will have the first part do like top 16 seed projections. And then the second part, my bets for the final four games. I believe that's on that day. Moving on to the ACC tournament at 7 o'clock p.m., we have Notre Dame at plus 130 against Wake Forest, minus 160. We have a confirmed pitching matchup here. Uh, Blake Helley will start for the Irish, and he's 3-3 three and three with a 522 ERA, 73 strikeouts, 28 walks in 70.2 innings, and 14 starts. Helly has a 741 ERA in his last three starts, so his recent form has been quite bad. Reed Mascolo will get the ball for the Deeks, and he's 7-1 on the year with uh, in 11 starts with a 407 ERA, 41 strikeouts, 10 walks in 48.2 innings. On most teams, Mascolo is an SP2 or an SP3. On Wake Forest, he's their fifth best starter. <laughs> and they have elected to use him and save their other top three arms that haven't pitched yet this tournament for the semifinals. They will play two games. They'll have three horses, and they've already qualified for the semifinals. However, I mean, Mascolo is no uh, slouch, and Notre Dame is 0-1 in the ACC tournament, and this is a punt play uh, for Notre Dame. This is part of the system. Has not lost yet this year in the ACC tournament. So I'm going to ride with the Demon Deacons. It's a, it's a fair price. I wouldn't call it mispriced at minus 160. This is a guy that doesn't normally start against ACC teams and read Mascolo. So that's why it's at minus 160. I think it's going to be very public opening this low. It'll be bet up. So get on it now. Minus 160 for Wake Forest. 7.30 in the Sunbelt Conference Tournament. Louisiana is minus 125 against Texas State, minus 105. We have no confirmed pitchers here. The Ragin' Cajuns are dealing with some pitching injuries, so this is kind of tough to project. But I'll say that David Christie will get the ball. He started last Saturday in a total bullpen game. I think they threw seven different starters. Christie only lasted one inning. As a team, Louisiana does have the second-best ERA in the Sun Belt with a 481. So if they just mix and match throughout the whole way, it actually has not been too bad for them this season. 
David Christie is 1-0 with a 5.43 ERA in three starts so far this year. He has 44 strikeouts, 16 walks in 53 innings. In his last three appearances, Christie is uh, Christie has a 15.18 ERA. That is not a joke. That is 15.18 ERA in 8.1 innings. So for Texas State. I'm fairly certain that Zeke Wood will start. Uh, he's two and three on the year with a 4.55 ERA, 60 strikeouts, 26 walks in 55.1 innings pitched. Two weeks ago, Wood started against U of L, and he allowed four runs in 5.1 innings. Over the last month, Wood has an ERA of 4.07. He's been the normal third starter for Texas State all year. I expect him to go. My pick here is on the Bobcats, but I'm not going to have my money on it. So Texas State minus 105. That's the pick there. 8 o'clock p.m. in the Big Ten tournament. Uh, this game, like the this tournament, had a little bit of a weather delay. Nebraska and Maryland played to like two in the morning. Maryland's uh, LaRusso hit a walk-off bomb, uh, completely uh, left Cornhuskers fans heartbroken in the chalk. Uh, there's no confirmed pitching matchup here, probably because Nebraska's game ended four hours ago. I think that the Spartans will throw Harrison Cook. He threw one batter in relief against Rutgers earlier this week um, and then 75 pitches last Friday. So I think he's in line to get a start here. Um, Cook is 5-3 and three in five starts so far this year with a 5.20 ERA, 38 strikeouts, 24 walks, and 55.1 innings. If Nebraska keeps the same project, uh, same trajectory with their starting rotation i'm pretty sure that they will start jackson brockett on five days rest here brockett is two and one with a 419 era and six starts so far this season 38.2 innings 34 strikeouts 22 walks brockett has a 13 era in his past five outings i'm not very confident in this pick it's a good home environment for nebraska but i think michigan state at plus 135 isn't a bad play again most of these games, you got to make sure who's pitching because I I trust the research that I did and uh, projecting and predicting some of these pitchers. But my advice is just double check. Uh, check the social media uh, accounts for these teams. See who's on the graphic, then go through the rosters, try to match up the faces because oftentimes those graphics don't even list their names. They'll just go, starting the here's the batting lineup and then the pitcher's not listed or sometimes they have the lineup and then the starting pitcher is listed that's the number one number one way of finding out uh usually they'll post that like two hours before a game um two games left in the big 12 tournament we, uh, we head to the Big 12 tournament where Bedlam is going to appear again. Oklahoma is plus 125 in the money line against Oklahoma State minus 155. Oklahoma just beat the Cowboys two days ago in the first round of this tournament. In the presser, in the postgame presser, Josh Holiday, the head coach of Oklahoma State, the bed uh, Oklahoma State said that Ben Abram would start against his former program, Oklahoma. Uh, in his final start of the season, Abram only allowed one run in five innings against the Sooners. He's going to be gassed up for the start going up against his former team. On the year, Ben Abram is 7-2 and two with a six-year array, 70 strikeouts, 21 walks in 63 innings pitched. The Sooners 
sold out uh left themselves with no pitching here because they brought in their third starter Braxton Dothit in the last game against Texas uh, Texas Tech last night and uh, that was uh, my notes are just fucking crazy because I'm writing these at four in the morning so because they're out of pitching in general um, I think they have to throw this guy who threw 52 pitches in relief in game one of the Big 12 tournament, James Hit. Um, and that would just be on one day's rest. In the past week, Hit has thrown 5.1 innings against Oklahoma State, and he surrendered five runs in those 5.1 innings. On the year, Hit is 5 and 1 with a 445 ERA, 38 strikeouts, 18 walks, and 62.2 innings pitched. This is OU's best option for a starter. Uh, but he's only on one day's rest. This is a slam spot for me on the pokes because if they don't elect to throw him, they're throwing a guy that has performed worse than hit so far this year. So I think Texas Tech just ripped out Oklahoma's hearts last night. Give me Oklahoma State at minus 155 on the money line here. We bet on Oklahoma against Oklahoma State in that first game. We're going the other way. We're flipping it around. We're taking Oklahoma State against Oklahoma here. Uh, Then the last game of the night, 10 o'clock p.m., Arizona plus 110 against Stanford minus 140. This is such a slam dunk on Stanford's money line. If you're listening to this, go bet it right now. We have a confirmed pitching matchup of Braden Zastro against the Cardinals ace, Quinn Matthews. Arizona's southpaw, Braden Zastro, is 5-5 five and five with a 530 ERA and 51 strikeouts, 24 walks in 69.2 innings. Zastro gave up four runs on eight hits in five innings two weeks ago against Stanford, and he has a 673 ERA in his last five starts. Quinn Matthews for the trees is 7-3 with a 320 ERA, 121 strikeouts, 33 walks in 98.1 innings pitched. He hasn't been in great form recently with a 466 ERA in his last four starts, including 10 hits and five runs given up against Arizona. The Wildcats are waking up, but the trees are just mispriced badly here with Matthews on the mound. We have to take Sanford at minus 140, and I'd take it all the way up to minus 180. I'd even parlay it if it goes higher. So, uh, I, I think the, the line's just going to close much, much higher, at, uh, higher than minus 140. So it's a slam dunk uh, just because of the price here. It's just so off. Uh, and that's what we're talking about in postseason college baseball. Nobody has any clue who's pitching. They're waiting for confirmed starters before they move any of these lines. Matthews is out there. It was in the write-up. So give me Quinn Matthews over Arizona. Cutter Ton in the YouTube chat, he goes, you think McNeese needs to win the Southland in order to get into a regional? Yeah. Uh, McNeese, the Southland Conference just isn't going to get an at-large in the NCAA tournament this season. So in recap, my betting card for the day, I have a lot of plays just because I did – a lot of the work and I trust some of it that I did. So I have seven straight money lines to take here today. And then four parlay pieces that I think are viable. One podcast parlay. We're going to start it off early on at 11 AM plus 155 on Boston college, their money line against Clemson. Uh, now I trust Chris Flynn on the mound for the Eagles. He's that one guy that they always seem to put up runs for. 
and BC has been money behind Flynn. So that's 0.7 units to win one. Every play on this card is to win one unit. Minus 125, Charlotte money line against Western Kentucky. Um, is that right? Hold on, sorry. I'm going back uh, to my notes. Um, no, Charlotte against Louisiana Tech. I knew that wasn't right. Charlotte against Louisiana Tech. Now I have to go back and read why I'm taking this. Um, the guy that I have projected for Louisiana Tech is Alex Sparks, and he has a 12-23 ERA in his last four appearances. For Charlotte, they have a normal third starter that has not thrown yet. This is their third game in the Conference USA tournament. And uh, his name is Colin Kramer, and he's won each of his last four starts. So minus 125 on Charlotte is the play there. At plus 155, give me Texas A&M money line against LSU. Uh, That's to win one unit. Just again, LSU used a lot of their ammo in the bullpen yesterday for five-plus innings when they pulled skeins early. Uh, Now against Texas A&M, who's been pitching really, really well this SEC tournament. I don't know what's gotten into that staff, but at plus 155, I think there's plenty of value there with the Aggies. Then plus 100, give me Washington's money line against Oregon. This one's mispriced. Washington's going to close as the favorite here if Kieford Lord gets confirmed as the starting pitcher. Um, So give me the Huskies there. Minus 160 on Wake Forest against Notre Dame. This one's fairly priced, but still it's Wake Forest. They're a team that I was really high on all season long. Obviously, the number one team right now. But again, I got them at the preseason at 30 to 1 to win the whole damn thing. I love Wake Forest. Uh, On paper, they're throwing their fifth best starter. This guy is like an SP2 or an SP3 anywhere else around the country. Notre Dame's 0-1 in the ACC tournament. I've talked about it all week. It's a punt play. Uh, these these games are like 5-0 and in this spot in the last two seasons. So give me Wake Forest at minus 160. Then at minus 155, I just explained it two games ago, Oklahoma State on the money line against Oklahoma to win a unit. I just I don't know if Oklahoma's there mentally. They just got their hearts ripped out, and they have no more pitching. They're throwing a. I, I think, again, they're not throwing him, not confirmed yet. But the best guy they have left already threw 52 pinches, pitches in relief in their first game on Tuesday or on Wednesday. I mean, and I he's not going to go too deep in this bullpen has been hung out to dry. I mean, literally the offense scored nine runs and they couldn't hold that lead. Um, and then the last play of the day, minus 140, Stanford's money line. That's to win a unit. Uh, Quinn Matthews on the mound. This is just mispriced. It's going to close a little bit higher than minus 140. I'm telling you that right now. So I'm jumping in on that value. The parlay pieces. Uh, so if you're out there wanting to get down on some parlays, there's four of them that I think are worthy. Uh, minus 180 on Kansas State's money line against Kansas. Minus 160 on Wake Forest money line against Notre Dame. Minus 155 on Oklahoma State's money line against Oklahoma. And then minus 140 on Stanford on their money line against Arizona. The parlay that I'm going to give up for this podcast is at plus 152. Uh, this I'm going to put a unit on this. Uh how we've done on these podcast parlays throughout the year and throughout last season. 
the one unit has been justified with our success. So give me Kansas State and Wake Forest on the money line there. It's plus 152. Okay. And that's it for the pod. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at 77NB. You can follow the show, The College Experience, at TCE on SGPN on Twitter. You can view all of my picks for every mid-major game today on our website. So sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash college baseball picks, I believe is the URL. Oh, sorry. I believe that's the URL. Um, you can go to the homepage on our website and click on the MLB tab. It'll take you to the college baseball picks or on Google. If you search college baseball picks, it's one of the top links. Um, and then check out the network SGPN sports gambling podcast network. We have a show called the sports gambling podcast, which is our most popular. I was just on it two nights ago with the guys, <clears throat> Sean, uh, Sean green and Ryan Kramer. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm just going up here at the end of the pod. But uh, yeah, go check out and check that out. I did like a half hour hit at the end of the show uh, two nights ago. Check out the college football experience, the college basketball experience. We're all joined here together on YouTube. Subscribe to the channel because we're posting college sports content all year round. Uh, subscribe, leave a comment, rate, review, subscribe wherever you're listening to on podcast platforms. We're posting everywhere. Um, you guys have done really good supporting it. Leave a review because then I'll read the review on the podcast at the end of the shows. Uh, we do that with the MLB gambling podcast, check them out, but yeah, leave a review because it helps me. It helps you guys. It helps put it out there even more helps grow the show. Um, so yeah, leave a review for the college baseball experience, wherever you listen to your podcasts, whether it's five stars on Spotify, a nice written review doesn't have to be too long on Apple, but yeah. Uh, USFL gambling podcast with my co uh, co-host Colby Dant. He's back in America from Columbia. Um, so we're going to get him on the podcast here soon. Um, the USFL gambling podcast, NASCAR gambling podcast, F1 gambling podcast, golf gambling podcast, I'm running out of podcasts, the name, but we've got plenty of them. If you are looking for something, it we have it. And if we don't and you'd like to cover it, hit us up. We're always uh, expect, accepting new people into the company. So just go to the website. There's a place to apply. So if we're not covering a niche sport like college baseball, go ahead, take it, uh, pitch it to uh, – whoever actually responds to those. I don't know who does it nowadays, but that's what I did to get this job uh, two years ago. And look where we're at now. Uh, tons of fun. Thank you all for listening. You've been experiencing the better side of college baseball with the college baseball experience. With that, I bid you do. Adios, amigos. <laughs>